Hello and welcome to Mastering Manifestation and Reality Creation. Your host, Joshua Keen, offering a keen perspective on what it takes to design, create, and live the life you love. And if that sounded super enthusiastic, it's because I'm working on it. <laughs> working on that intro. Love to get your feedback on it. And the only reason I include this really awkward intro into this is to show you that reality creation is or could seem messy sometimes. And if you can take fun and enjoy the process of it, then you will actually increase the speed at which you manifest dramatically. Which is a perfect segue into what we're going to talk about today, which is the law of gestation. Really exciting. I know. You guys, you're thrilled to talk about the law of gestation. Some of you are like, what the F is that? Well, it's a really important part of manifestation if you live in the physical universe. Which is, I'm assuming, everyone listening to this podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm open if non-physical beings are listening to this too, I suppose. Yeah, I guess that makes sense if most of us are non-physical. Anyway, random tangents aside, what I'll simply offer is law of gestation is the concept that it takes a certain amount of time between the birthing of something, its insemination, and its delivery into form. A great way to think about this is we can tell that it relatively the gestation period for a human baby is about nine months. So how does this apply in manifestation? Well, for starters, it's the source of a lot of frustration for people because they create an intention. For those of you who are just starting listening, the intention, another way to say that is desire. And I'm specifically using those two terms rather than the term want. Some of you might be saying, well, why? And the simple answer for that is want, by definition, is to lack. Desire, one of the definitions of desire is to intend. And then intention is to direct or bend the mind toward. So for those of you who have been following Abraham Hicks or New Age, I hesitate to call it New Age, but we'll call it New Age principles, law of attraction, etc. They're not really new. They're actually really old. Um, like thousands of years old. And so the intention is to bend the mind toward. So quick recap, fundamental law of reality creation is we're all one consciousness uh, experiencing itself through individualized focal points, points of focus, focused awareness, et cetera, et cetera. And that might be slight oversimplification, Hopefully you guys get the idea. The point is we are essentially, I like to use the expression fingertips on the hand of God. So we are the data gatherers. We're the sifters, the sorters, the experiencers that gives data back to the whole of who we are, which is the source of all creation. All things, all energy, anything that ever comes to be is being from it. Uh, you could call it the infinite. You could call it God. You could call it life. You could call it whatever you choose to call it. There's this thing and it's not a thing. Because if it was a thing, then it wouldn't be limitless. Because once a thing is a thing, it's defined. And by definition, that which is infinite has no limits. So the closest approximation you can make for this thing is infinite. It's the infinite source. Infinite source. I'm trying to describe something that's indescribable. And you can see my frustration in doing so. <laughs> or you can hear it. So let me just drop that. 
subject. The whole concept is the law of oneness being we're all connected and that this is a mental universe. Um, another way to say that using quantum physics is at the in super string theory at the core of all reality are these vibrating strings of energy. And depending on how those strings arrange themselves dictates the particle arrangement, which dictates the molecular arrangement or the subatomic arrangement, the atomic arrangement, the molecular arrangement, which dictates the elements and the elements make up compounds and compounds make up the things that you call things in real life. So then the question for super string theorists is, well, what causes the strings to arrange the way they do? And this is where the blending of science and spirituality occurs because if this is a mental universe, then the arrangement of the strings is based on thought impulses charged with emotion. And that is a supposition, if you will. I don't know that anyone else has ever said that. However, that's how it occurs to me is like the, what dictates the arrangements of the strings is your thoughts combined with an emotional charge. So the charge is right. Electrons, if you think of particles have a charge to them. So the emotions are what charges it and the thought is what arranges it. Uh, so if you didn't have a charge, it wouldn't sort of compel or impel these vibrating strings to arrange differently because it'd be a neutral thought. So there'd be no action. So emotions are the energy that fuels creation. It's another way to say that. And I'm throwing out some stuff that y'all may or may not agree with, and that's okay. This is just the way I view how reality works from both a scientific and a spiritual level. It's a lot easier to explain spiritually. However, I enjoyed the science as well. And it's important because there's some reasonable people listening to this that want to hear the science. So I'm going to get into, go into it as much as possible. Um, as much as it's useful, let me rephrase that, as much as it's useful. All right, let's keep this succinct. So, law of oneness, we're all one mental universe. Then you have the law of vibration, which most people are familiar with, which is everything is made of energy and it vibrates at a particular rate of speed and the faster it vibrates. Um, another way to say that is the slower it vibrates, the more dense it is, and that would be physical reality. Um, and then as things vibrate faster, they would sort of be what you might call non-physical, spiritual realms, thought forms, things that are beyond the physical senses, such of that nature. Easy way in scientific terms to think about this is it's documented that a solid, the particles move slower than the particles of a liquid, and the particles of a liquid move slower than the particles of gas. And so the speed at which a thing vibrates dictates the form in which it shows up. So in terms of reality creation, if everything is energy, your emotions are the charge and your thought is what dictates the arrangement or how you'd like reality to show up, the form you'd like it to take, right? So the thought form is what you'd like to do and you charge that thought form with emotions and as you charge something, there's something called an electromagnetic force. So as you're charging something up, you're magnetizing it. And if you magnetize something, it's easier to attract it. And this is where the law of attraction comes into play. Think of it like gravity. So the more focused emotional attention you give to a thought, the more gravity you're giving it. You're magnetizing it, meaning like a tractor beam, you're slowing down its rate of vibration, focusing it enough until it can actually transform into physical reality. That's slightly off. Um, 
better way to say that is you're magnetizing it, law of attraction, you're gravitating toward it, each of you are attracting each other, and eventually you rendezvous in a physical time-space reality. So, where does the law of gestation come into play during all that? Well, it takes time for you to charge up the thought form with subsequent emotion, negative or positive, by the way. So if you're worrying about something, it's the same process of manifestation. You're just doing it where you're creating something that when it arrives, you're going to have those same negative feelings about it, of anxiety, insecurity, distress, etc. So you charge something up emotionally. It takes time to charge that up enough for it to have enough momentum or energy to make its transformation from, say, something on the mental plane of existence into the physical plane of existence, right? Just like a seed needs a certain amount of energy to break through its bulb, um, these thought forms call for a certain amount of energy to make their own transformation. Now, what you focus on expands, right? So one way of giving something energy is to simply focus on it. And then you can supercharge it with your emotions. So if you focus on something consistently through the process of visualization every day, you're giving it more and more energy. This is why people say you become what you think about because all your energy is going into this thing. It becomes sort of all-consuming for you and then eventually it becomes your reality. Now, it doesn't need to be that way by any means. You can have a very non-attached way of manifestation. I personally love it. It's kind of like, ooh, it'd be nice if this happened. It'd be nice if this happened. And, you know, maybe you have three or four things that you consistently keep as areas of focus. So with gestation, it's going to be a personal phenomenon, meaning you might be what's called uh, what I'm going to refer to as like a super manifester, meaning... As soon as you make an intention, a declaration, and a decision, uh, within you know six to eight weeks, it's here, right? You may be at that level of living life. For others, you may make an intention; it may take three or four years for it to happen, and that's okay too. Those are gestation periods for different phenomena, and depending on how, depending on the level of the intention versus the level of energy with which you radiate or vibrate at, that is going to have an influence on your gestation period, in addition to the confidence and belief that you have in yourself and your own abilities, and in the isness of who we all, right? <laughs> the oneness of who we all are. So, to recap, law of gestation is the time it takes from when you First, have a thought of something you'd like to happen, a desire, if you will, until it manifests physical form. One thing to get really clear on, which could assist in your manifesting or at least assist in your ability to charge it emotionally, potentially. Uh, and it does assist in your manifesting. It's just, it just helps you to feel good about it now. Everything is here now. Everything. So as soon as you make an intention, there's on some level of your being, if you follow Abraham Hicks, that'd be like your inner being is on it, right? That's a phrase she uses. Uh, as soon as you launch that rocket, it is fulfilled on some level of your being. And it just takes time for the physical 
cooperative components, again, referencing Abraham Hicks, to align into such a position that it can be realized in physical form. Why does it take time and why are there cooperative components? Well, the physical reality we live in relies on a harmony, and really all reality, relies on a harmony of frequencies. Meaning, again, if this is a vibrational universe, vibrational existence, right? We're vibrational energetic beings, which, again, if you believe in manifestation, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that that's what you recognize us to be, vibrational energetic beings having a physical human experience. And so you're vibrating at a certain frequency. So let's say your frequency is one of, call it three steps above poverty, right? That's the frequency. And you can imagine for yourself what that life looks like. And you're making an intention that might seem like 10 steps above poverty. So, you know, that's a significant leap upward. Now, if you have the faith and the conviction, if you will, the belief and the open-heartedness, yeah, you can manifest that pretty quickly. Now, the other component here to examine, if you will, is the notion that if you move up, right? So let's say you manifest that. So I'll say level three and level 10. So let's say you manifest that level 10 desire that you have and your life is currently living at a level three. Something's got to give there because those frequencies are actually out of harmony with each other. So either what happens is you pull your life up to that level 10 and a lot of things change. And so mentally, you got to be able to handle that. And most people will be like, oh, I can handle that. At the same time, like how well do you typically handle changes in your life? Like That's a good barometer. So if you have all these desires and they haven't been coming and you're someone who resists change, that resistance to change is likely what's stopping or slowing down the manifestation of what you prefer because your inner being, right, your higher self understands that this is going to be too much of a leap for you and you won't be able to handle it. And for people who met, and this is when lottery winners, right, they go back to being poor. Yeah, they got that manifestation and then went back to the level they were at because the rest of their life was out of harmony with it and they didn't allow this event to pull them up. Right. They were being the same. They just got this thing that had a resonance at a certain level and they didn't change who they were being. So you can only have what's in harmony with what you're being consistently. So in terms of gestation, what I recommend you do as a way to measure your own capacity here, because ultimately I would like to. I have a inspiration here that empowers people to manifest with greater faith and confidence because when you do that, you become more effective at it. And as you become more effective at it, not only do things start happening faster, you put much, much less importance on the manifestation and you prioritize the journey there, emotionally speaking, meaning you just focus on being happy moment to moment to moment. And you trust that doing that, happy things will keep arriving for you. Right, regardless of what they are, you know it's going to be a happy thing, whether it's expected or unexpected. And that is what it is to live a life you love, in my opinion, is to love the life you live second by second by second by second by second by second by second. 
by doing all the things you love with the people you love most. With the people you love, forget the most. Just You do the things you love when you want to do them with the people you love. Boom. <laughs> and so what I recommend you do, if you are someone who is dabbling your toes in these waters, or you're seeking to up your manifestation practice, or bring a measure of consistency to it, or just experimentation to it, right? Let's make it playful, right? You can just play with this. Write down once a week, right? Once a week, write down maybe like four intentions that you'd like to have happen either for the week or for the month or for the year. You could, right? Um, or for six months, you get to pick the timeline. Don't Don't just confine yourself to what I'm offering here. So you get to pick the timeline, and just make a note of it. If you want to keep it in an Excel sheet or a Word doc, do that too, right? Tracks over time. And when you make the intention, just write down sort of a level of desire associated with it. So, you know, for example, if you are someone who currently makes, say, $50,000 a year and you'd like to make six figures, you know, there's something to that where it's like that's might seem like a significant step up to you. It might not. You you get to decide that. Um, so just rate the level of desire with that. And then see how long it takes you to make that six figures. And I'll do another episode on releasing resistance because that's part of this process. If you never release resistance to the intention, i.e. the new reality, then you will resist the new reality and you'll never be able to enjoy experiencing it. Or if you do, it'll be temporary and fleeting. Like, again, people who achieve something and go back to where they were at before they got the thing. I'm all about you having lasting transformation (laughs) and enjoying your life for as long as you choose to live here. So, within that space, you write the intention, again, three or four, and then write a desire level. Could be a two, could be a, make it on a scale from one to ten, though. Ten being you want this more than anything else in the world, and you want it with the entirety of your being, you know, kind of, you've heard the expression of give an arm and a leg. Obviously, you don't need to sacrifice your arm and your leg, but, you know, that kind of level of burning desire, it's Consuming your thoughts, consuming your emotional energies. Level one being like, if it happened, it'd be nice. It's kind of like sprinkles on ice cream. If you like sprinkles, it's kind of like, oh, do you want sprinkles? Oh, if you're offering, I'll take it. Yeah, sure. Right? That kind of thing. It could be a level one. And just make a note. And then the scientific part of this is going to be, well, when that thing manifests. So maybe you set a reminder to check this. Once, right, if you do it weekly, obviously you could check in at the end of the week to see if it manifested. If you do it monthly, right, if you have monthly intentions, you could set a reminder to check at the end of the month. Be like, oh, did this manifest? Six months, whatever it is. And whenever these things manifest, you just mark it off and you see how long it took to manifest. And what I hope people will take out of this exercise, and I'd love it if you participate to to email me, K-E-A-N-E, perspective at gmail.com uh, keen perspective at gmail.com just let me know you're participating because I'd love to gather the data on these gestation periods so for example if it takes you an average of eight months to manifest a level eight desire that's useful to know for you because then 
when you make an intention, you notice that that's about the level of desire. Now you have an understanding that, okay, as long as I maintain my confidence in this coming to pass, my belief, my faith in this coming to pass and charging a positive emotion, it's going to happen in at least eight months, right? That's the thought process you can experiment with. Obviously there's some unknown components, so maybe it's a little longer, maybe it's less. But the idea here is to playfully experiment. All science is, is an experimentation. But just imagine, and I say but, let me rephrase that, and just imagine what could happen if you start getting to the point where you know that a level 8 desire manifests in three months. Would that give you a sense of ease about your and confidence about your ability to manifest things that you prefer in life? Would you feel less stressed to get things done? Would you feel less stressed to do things other people demanded of you or expected of you and spent more time prioritizing how you feel, knowing that it's going to happen in at least three months? And imagine if you're feeling good more of the time, how quickly could it happen then? This is my vision for where we could get to in terms of, quote unquote, the science of manifestation. <laughs> I'm writing a book right now and... uh it's on the topic, right? It's blending the science and the spirituality component here because I think that's the the next step for the human species is understanding, you know, for a few thousand years, we were very spiritual based and potentially to the neglect of science. And then we got very scientific once there was corruption in the spiritual institutions. And so then spirituality took a backseat. And then what people realize is that they couldn't have enough things to fill the void that's not having spirituality created. So now spirituality is coming back because people are like, okay, there's a balance here. There's a harmony. Isn't it wonderful? <laughs> there's always a harmony of all things. And so for yourself, I just encourage you again to take heart. If you've been trying to manifest something for a long time and it hasn't been happening, A, if you're frustrated, you got to release the frustration about it because that's going to stop you from manifesting it. So a quick exercise to do that is just acknowledge that you're frustrated and see if you can laugh at it. See if you can laugh at the frustration. <laughs> just be like, oh yeah, uh-huh. frustrated. <laughs> got frustrated there. Uh-huh. Or you just laugh at it. Uh-huh. You know. But genuine, right? So it's kind of like a, you know, it's like, oh, frust <laughs> frustration. <laughs> ah, ah. You, you get the idea, guys, right? Like you get it. See if you can laugh at it. <laughs> and uh, so that would diffuse some of the energy that you have emotionally tied up in it. And the second piece to understand that it's not your lack of ability or the lack of this working. It's just this gestation period that's taking place. And then if you actually start tracking these gestation periods for yourself, you have greater confidence saying, okay, I just launched a level three desire. I can expect that within the next six weeks. What up? We're like, ooh, I launched a level 10 desire. The last time I did that, it took about five years to manifest. What could I do to expedite that process? Right? Because that is a piece of this. As you practice anything, you improve your, right? You upgrade your skills at it and you produce more results with less effort typically faster or you improve the performance you enhance your performance so if it took you five years to manifest level 10 desire maybe the next time around it takes two years maybe the third time around it takes six months right maybe it just gets to the point where you have no desire to track it anymore because you just know that well you made the intention you launched the desire 
and it's going to come to pass and you're enjoying your life moment by moment by moment by moment all along the way. That is more of the place of mastery, honestly. I know this podcast is Mastering Reality Creation Manifestation. Honestly, the point of mastering is getting to the point where you no longer worry about manifesting things because you're so in love with your life that what is manifesting is something you love. I don't know how else to explain it. How else do I explain that? The point of mastery is getting to the point where you no longer are concerned so much with, you just stop worrying about manifesting things at all. You still manifest things because your life is a manifestation of this physical world. So it's not like that stops. It's just you're so in tune with who you are in that inner being again, Abraham Hicks. You're so in love with your life that things, everything that shows up is lovable. And so you either get something that you intended and you're like, woo, this is awesome. Or you get surprised by something that you didn't really quite know you intended. However, it fits within that vibration of a life you love and you enjoy that too. So then it becomes, you don't spend time worrying about, oh, I got to manifest this in order to be happy. Like that doesn't happen. You're just like, oh my God, I'd be happy and things, happy things come to me. I'd be happy and happy things come to me. And then you just focus on being happy like all the time. And not in a fake way. You just learn to release the triggers 